All right. The tires and light the fires. Yeah, you know that's right. Uh, so we're doing the thing. There is, uh, let's see, some side mission action. And no, uh, special ops. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Crimson Hawk special ops. Crimson Hawk special ops. That's fantastic. Next and I worship be... the great god Frago. It's my, oh, new, my new god. Right. Oh my god, really? Next, <laughs> it would have it been more convenient to worship Anubis, but you do what you do. I thought. I think um... I'm going to name my half orc Frago. Okay, no, no half orc in my game, young man. Oh, I'm sorry, half ogre. No, oh, I did say you could have a half ogre, yeah. but I'm doing it under protest. <laughs> I appreciate that protest. Thank I you. I thought only humans could worship uh, uh, Anubis. No, no, no. Anybody, any intelligent being can worship Anubis. Okay. Well, we're live for um, Crimson Hawk. Man, I almost slipped and said Galaxy's Edge. But it's a good thing <laughs> I mentioned Galaxy's Edge just because this broadcast is brought to you by the good, the good great lieges of Galaxy's Edge. This is sci-fi writers playing old school D&D. Crimson Hawk Legends with the um, what is the uh, what is the the, the prefix that we should be using? Legendary Jim Ward. Oh, <laughs> how are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Balder wants to know uh, how Phoenix is doing. I have no idea what that is. Uh, Word in a Phoenix being played by Andrew. Like me, the Phoenix is rising and uh, rushing, but well, all good. Um. Uh, we have uh, the man of the hour, Chrometheus, being played by Nick Cole. How are you, sir? I am doing great. Things are bubbling and percolating, and uh, there's some pretty cool, exciting Galaxy's Edge uh, news coming up for everybody who's every liege who likes this stream and everything like that. So stay tuned. And uh, a lot of fantasy novels in the works. I think you guys are going to enjoy what we have coming for you. And today there is a special treat in the Twitch, and that you can interact with us and Walt will kind of hit people about that at the beginning of the, the the cast right on and then last but not least um without an avatar it's so lonely we have our mighty dwarf and fighter from the uh uh great land of atropia we have uh denovia gorgas uh, being played by jr hanley good afternoon dun 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 so, hey, I muted myself and did vocal warm-ups. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, I've got another I've got another voiceover gig coming up. So yes. I get yeah, your All video right. your video game rocks. That, that It's great. It's time for another edition of God Viral. <laughs> then I won't be able to talk for three hours. You know what would be great is if you could take the, the lead uh, of the Joker from Mark Hamill. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. I'd quit writing books. So. <laughs> but how infamous would that be? I, I just wonder, like, would I would I suffer the curse of the Joker? And the answer is no, because I'm more chaotic than the actual Joker. Oh, there we the go. problem with the actors is they weren't chaos. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's going on uh, with our special missions today? Ooh, what would uh, would Prometheus like to explain what he wants to do? Well, I would love to. Uh, basically, what happened, what we do in Crimson Hawk Special Mission, Special Ops, is we're, we're, we're away from the regular party, and we're concentrating on some of the, the people that um, the audience is coming to know as the series regulars. 
and they are interacting with Jim uh, throughout the week, and they're actually doing some role playing. Verdna is usually uh, researching uh, the dark arts. The 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 cleric John is is engaged in uh, becoming the living living embodiment of holy justice. Um, uh, Jr. is uh, currently running around as a dog in the woods or a wolf. Uh, so, and we're playing the old school wolf kind of thing. So he's a chaotic, evil werewolf, and he doesn't get to uh, play his characters. But don't tell his followers; he might uh, lose them. And because Chrometheus is a, a chaotic individual, he is a member of the Thieves Guild. He was given a mission by the Crimson Hawk Thieves Guild, Thieves Guild, to go into the graveyard and recover a couple of items from a mausoleum at the center. The mausoleum was very mysterious. The mausoleum was. Um, sheathed in white marble it had angels on top of it and for being the oldest structure most likely at the dead center of the forbidden crimson hawk cemetery which seems to be quite a place of death undeath and evil in the dark hours uh it was surrounded by a lot of rundown tombs Prometheus eventually penetrated the mausoleum by finding the back door snatched the first item, which was a magic hammer off the corpse that he needed to loot, and then encountered what seemed to be a very deadly paladin who was undead, spiritual, something like that, and he fled. He brought back the cleric. They tried to run a, run a game on him. They raised a local uh, noble girl and used her as a zombie. The zombie was damned. The cleric was almost turned. So now they've decided to get some reinforcements and return for a bit of fun. The goal is to snatch those bracers, and then uh, I'm good with the Thieves Guild. Yeah, all right. So let's begin. It's probably dawn. That's probably the best time to start out in going in a graveyard. And uh, now my question is, do all of you have a big backpack of materials, or is anybody going light? Uh, I'm bringing all my adventuring gear and backpack of materials and my disguises as both a mourner and a groundskeeper. Okay. Wordna, you got a big, you got your magical backpack on? Uh, I do, and my material is uh, light as it's traveling spellbook and the material is light, plus the precast list I shared with you. Okay, very good. Dron, do you have a big backpack of materials? Um just what I normally carry with me, and then uh, obviously I'm all spelled up and ready to go. Okay, and Denovia, what do you got for materials? Uh, just a standard adventuring backpack, since uh, nobody would give him a bag of holding for free. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you'll get one on this trip. And the viewers might notice that uh, Denovia Gorgas is being played by our cavalier, who I reminded the audience had been turned into a werewolf. For the time being, he's going to have to run a secondary character, and so we're introducing our first dwarf player to the game, Denovia Gorgas Atropia. Those of you who have served in the military might find this familiar. Yeah, there we go. So we've got the, the objective of this whole fun series of sessions is to make it a Gygax-like game. And I think we've done a pretty good job so far. And I think eventually we're going to see uh, Luke Gygax and Ernie Gygax playing a special guest. But uh, so they've they've been adventuring up in the up in the uh, the Crimson Hawk dungeons, and that's gone very well for them. But but the poor Cavalier got turned into a giant wolf and is currently with a pack of twenty very large wolves, 
off in the woods uh, behind Crimson Hawk. And uh, he's waiting for the full moon to uh, regain his, his normal form and return to the fold. And that happens next gaming session, actually. So right now we're gonna we're gonna walk in to the huge graveyard that that sits on the on the southeast corner of the Crimson Hawk City, and we're gonna go to the center where Nick where Prometheus has been already, and we're gonna check out this this vault that we pretty much know all about. Um, we were there before. Um, he didn't do the front door, which was very wise of him. He's a very wise thief. And he, he found the back hidden door and went down a bunch of stairs to, to open the door that led to the true crypt of the paladin. Um, he knows a little bit about the paladin. The paladin was <coughs> a big deal a thousand years ago. And so the, the hammer was easy to grab. He just pulled that off the top of the lid. Um, and he wound up pitching that to the thieves. They were very happy to get it. Um, but he needed the bracers and he just wasn't strong enough by himself and drawn to do the job. So now he has a bunch of heavy hitters and they're going to go down there and they're going to do the job. So we get to this marvelous tomb in the very center of the, of the graveyard. And Jim, it better be that easy. <laughs> well, it could be that easy. Um, anyway, um, we get to the tomb and we go behind and we throw open the trap door. And out from the trap door comes this huge seven foot tall zombie. And you recognize this zombie. When you were in Crimson Hawk Castle ruins, you killed an old man that had a butcher knife. Right. And then an hour, the, pal and, the paladin did. An hour later, the, the same guy came around, has a, a stronger, more powerful zombie. And you killed him too easily, no problem at all. But now you see this same hobo and he's seven foot tall and he has this weird ghostly head and he has this weird ghostly legs and he's rising up to attack all of you. And now we do initiative, who's rolling? How are we rolling dice today if we're not in, uh, are we rolling live dice? Yeah, of course. Yep. Okay. Gonna have to roll that live dice. Okay, let me obtain my live dice. Hey, Andrew, why don't you roll us initiative today? Alrighty then. Sir James, actually. I rolled a seven. I'm gonna go to the upgrade Jim Ward. Oh, yeah. I gave you that one. Which starts with a 17. Okay, so you guys go first. So we're gonna, we're gonna start with Prometheus. What do you wanna do about this monster? I am going to strike him with my fever sword, which is plus four versus undead. Okay. Hang on. Strike away, my good friend. Get, you have, I, we have a uh, armor class of two. Okay. I get three attacks. My Thako is 14. Okay. We're going to do a 19. Ooh, that's good. We're going to do a four. Uh-huh. And we're going to do a 13, which would be a hit. So, and we're going to do a D8's worth of damage. Is it, oh, it's a large creature because it's a seven, right? It's large. Yes, yes, absolutely. So we're gonna Don't do forget D the plus four for your sword. Yeah, so we're going to do D10 damage, right? 
D12, large, long sword. D12. Oh, okay. Bum, 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 bum. We're learning how to play D&D, kids. That's Dennis Miller playing D&D. We're going to do 11 damage. We're going to do... No, but that was me imitating him playing D&D. Then we're going to do six. So that's 17 damage. Then we're going to do 2D6 fire damage, right? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, and we're going to do that twice, so we'll make that easy, and we'll just times one die times four for 12 more damage, so we're going to do a total of 27 damage. Okay, 27. Thank you very Who's much. That, right, Jim? Yeah, everything's fine. Okay, Dron, cool. your turn, buddy. I have, to, I have to hit that old mute button first, because, you know, <laughs> dogs are a pain in the ass on a stream. Um, <laughs> Uh, I am going to uh, attempt to turn him. Yeah. And hit okay. that old mute button is a great song by Cole Porter from the American <laughs> Song. Uh, I'm going to need to create a, a t shirt that says hit the mute button, boomer. Um, so uh, let's see. <laughs> what what Do I have a target number to hit to, to try and turn this guy? Is he a regular zombie? You need a 16 or higher. I love a 16 or higher. Put him um, on the special table. Yeah, right. Uh, 17. No you rolled a 17? Nice. Oh, you a bad dude. Um, takes us to Wordna. Um, I'm going to use Sunset and stick him. What is his armor class? Two. With a 20. Ooh. Um, uh, this is the new dagger Sunset that I just gained. It apparently does uh, a D10 of damage plus 10 to undead. Yes. Damn. So how much did you do, buddy? Uh, as it's large, uh, so 3 uh, plus 10, so 13. Wonderful. And Denovia. I rolled a uh, 24 to hit with my battle axe. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> and uh, damage was a, was a mighty 9. Okay. Nice. And I just want to say I rolled some great dice with my paladin dice by the paladin dice maker. Wonderful people. If you want to sponsor and give us all dice, go for it. <laughs> I'm holding okay. out for a wormwood table. So you turned you turned it into a pile of dust. And the dust settles on the stairs, and you see you see down into a vault and it's white marble stairs with a big door. I would think that Verna wants to scoop up that dust, right? Yeah, I think we're going to haul it up. And Dron, can you perform a blessing on it? Let's see if we can send this guy packing, because he keeps coming back. You are muted, Boomer. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to bless him. Uh, Hasta lasagna, don't get any on you. And I, you know, do the thing. Okay, and the dust vanishes. Nice. All right, maybe we solved him. Probably not, but it's important to feel like we're winning. (laughs) (laughs) And then a little bit you scooped will come back to life in your backpack. There we go. Yeah, so would that be great? Oh, God. Or if you inhaled it in your nose. (laughs) Okay, so I I was going down the stairs, and what are we using for light sources? So Um, it was marble stairs, and then it dog-legged right into a crypt, if I remember correctly. No, the crypt was just – it's a a landing now at the bottom of the stairs, and then there's, there's a big crypt door. Okay. Can I get a little details? Uh, how how uh, wide is the staircase? It's uh it's about ten feet wide, right. and there there are exactly thirteen steps. Love that too. Nice illustration. Um, 
Okay, and it's leading into a landing instead of a beer or a riser. So tell yes. me a little about the landing. The landing is like a ten yard square with a big door, and you're you're going. Uh, let's see what direction you're going. You're going north down the stairs, and the landing and the doors are to the north. Got it. Okay. Um, uh, any uh, symbols, objects that religion, spellcraft, or ancient history detect? Uh, you haven't gone down the stairs yet. Oh, I see. Um, uh, Where no, we'll go down the stairs. Okay, are you going first? Yeah. Okay, so you get to the landing, and then, Andrew, what appears in front of your sight? Ah, roger that. Ein Minute, bitte. All right. Go. I'll let Nick read it because he's such a good reader. Oh, my pleasure. Robbers of my grave. I have appealed to my deity, Greg Greg, and it has answered my prayer. You are about to be sent to hell. You will not be released until you swear on your souls to return my hammer and never come here again. Enjoy your time in hell. Oh, very well done. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. You're welcome. So there you go. That's what you see hanging in front of the door. That's not good. Um, uh, what language was that written in? Uh, uh, hmm. um, um, it's written in a clerical language. Got it. Comic Sans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Aerial view. And I how was a, it made? How was the writing made? Was it made magically uh, or carved? It, it, it appears, no, it appears has a floating scroll in the air. Okay. Um, spellcraft on the door. Is there any Dwemer that I can tell or any runes that are listed on it? N no, but the door is warm. Warm is bad. Is there, is there anything that my um, dwarven senses tell me since we are underground and in dark places? Well, you do know that that was a dwarf made door. All right, the door was made by one of us. I'm going to need a little character there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll work on it. I'll, I'll practice in front of my mirror later. I yeah. think I think Denovia should probably have a Russian accent. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Da. 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 Your door was made by dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you're showing, you're showing a talent you didn't show before. That's pretty cool. Uh, it's fun at parties up to a point. Until <laughs> the real Russians show up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or until your wife stands beside you. Ooh, baby, I got to get that to happen. So yeah. it's warm. Dron, can you give me a detect magic on that? Or actually, no, sorry. Uh, fever, my good friend. <laughs> chop, chop. Tell me a little bit about that door, please. Well, it can tell you that there's amazing magical gems just past the door. Um. Does it think, Fever, do you think this door is magic? No, the door isn't magic at all. Fine. All right. Oh, man, I don't have lamps. Damn it. I need my beefcake. All right, Chrome, you're the man. Step up and pop that door for us. After oh, you check hubba, hubba. There's a dwarf here with a battle axe. <laughs> right. I don't think he's using the battle axe on the, on the marble door. <laughs> um, I could, I could I use a war hammer. Time? Didn't it open untrapped last time, right? Yeah, it, yeah. You just pushed it open. Well, let's visually inspect for traps. Nope. Let's manually inspect for traps. Nope. 
Do I see any indication of weak spots in the stonework? None. Let's listen for noises. Nope. Quiet, right? Well, the door seems to be untrapped and open. Openable. Is it locked? No. I see a locking mechanism. No. So so let's have our door kicker open it so the power hitters can be ready. Aren't you the door kicker, Prometheus? No, no. I do beauty in theater. I will (laughs) kick the door open. Right on. What's your strength there, Denovia? 17. Just don't ask me about my intelligence. Okay, I won't. (laughs) Okay. You're going to kick it open? I am, and I shall. So it opens easily, and then a blinding white light covers you all. And you hear the sound, you hear the sound of angels. And you're no longer in Kansas, my friends. That is now my new ringtone. (laughs) (laughs) You now stand in a four-way with uh, with, hey ho. This is a this is a day show. I I don't even know we can go that quick. Yeah, right. Um, so you have uh, tunnels to the northeast and northwest and southeast and southwest, and they're all dirt tunnels. First question uh, I'm going to ask Fever is, where did those gems go? He doesn't have the slightest idea how we got there. How He's big kinda, is our uh, room tunnel area? No, it's a very rough room, uh, 30 by 20 yards, and all the tunnels are 10 yards wide. And there's one at every cardinal compass point, is what you said? Not the compass points, but the northeast and northwest, yeah. and southeast and southwest. The quadrant angles, got it. Okay. I would like to listen for noises. Nope, not a thing. Those dishes are done. Why do we think we are not in Kansas anymore? Well, you were standing in front of a marble tomb, and now you're not. Yes. What is the atmosphere like? Uh, it's damp and earthy. Mm. pervasive um, sense of dread uh well not for you Camuthius, because you're not wise enough to feel dread <laughs> that's, <laughs> but, that's but, true but probably everybody else thinks that they've now been sent to hell yeah wouldn't would, wouldn't i be more comfortable there in wouldn't hell I, wouldn't no. i feel optimistic no, no hell I, is the ultimate law yeah, hell, exactly. is, hell is the primarily law enforcement uh, by the strongest survive. I, I, could, yeah. I, wel- I welcome this challenge. Mm. Um, word note, we'll take a quick dragon sight look up, down, all around, and um, uh, reach down with one of my gloves uh, to feel the earth. Does it look like the wasted earth that I would remember from my uh, readings? It's, it's moist black earth. Perfect. Um, appears to be unusually fertile. Oh, sign me up for that. That's helpful. Um, how did up, down, all around go? Did I enjoy that? It's all just a, a cave, a dirt cave. How tall is it? No, probably 20 yards tall. We have oh a Lord specialist. Lord. We have a specialist in underground stuff. Maybe he could ask some questions about what, what dwarves think about what's That's going what on. That's what I was about to do. Yeah, okay. okay. So the dwarf looks around and says, yeah, no, this this is a dug area. This is not anything dwarves have done. This is uh, beasts and critters have made these caves and tunnels. So there I would tell- be a sloping aspect, right? Yeah, I, I tell you when it slopes when you have a dwarf with you. 
Okay. Is there uh, any heat source that's detectable from any of the four uh, ordinal points? Nope. Good question. None. Do we see any tracks that might indicate where the creature that dug this tunnel has gone? Another good question. Nope. Can we tell if anything has been in here recently? Mm. You can tell by the smell that that big creatures have have come through here. Hmm. Do we feel like this is the Church of the Poison Mind? I'm just asking. I, I don't think so. <laughs> Um, how is our uh, magical light <coughs> affecting or faring in this environment? It seems to be fine. It lights up the normal area that the magical light lights up. Okay. Um, uh, Fever, do you have a sense of gems or magic from any of these four tunnels? Oh, that's a great question. The answer is no that way. Look in there. Yeah, there's some pearls off to the northeast. And he looks at there. Pearls for the girls. Pearls for the girls. And then. And there's some massive magic to the north. Oh, I'm sorry. The pearls are to the northwest. Whoa. And there's massive magic to the northeast. Okay. Do I see any indication that the creatures that dug this might be orcs or goblins? You mean, when you say the word orcs from now on, you must say evil or vile orcs. Roger. That's the only kind of orc, an evil or vile one. There we go, my good friend. You got that right. Very good. That's uh, 25 experience points for your dwarf. <laughs> Outstanding. Old, old dice, stack orcs. It's the motto of old school D&D. <laughs> Okay, so which way are we gonna go? Um, you know, obviously I would vote for towards the pearl, but let's check out the major magic. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm I'm voting massive magic, please. Walt, how do you vote? Uh, with the mute button off. Um, massive yes. magic. Okay, and, great. And the dwarf, we don't even don't even see him because we're all talking at eye level. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> he's, so, he's an unusually tall orc at four foot nine. Yeah. So we're you doing. Call yourself an orc. Are we doing the northeast path or the southeast path? Um, which, which way leads towards the major magic? No, you just know that it's in that direction. You said northeast. Yeah. I, I, I did. You did. So we would, we would go northeast. Okay. So uh, it's a curving tunnel. And it curves to the east, and you're going, uh, this is in yards, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. It curves really sharp here, 90, 100, and then you see this. Ooh. Watch him pull out two before. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've already played that. You see a chamber filled with three-foot-tall white spheres. And there are exits in, you come from the north, and there's an exit to the south. And the chamber is quite large, but you're not in it yet, so you can't tell how large. Would this be the source of magic that Fever indicated, these spheres? Uh, fever's checking around, checking around, checking around. Yes, right in the middle of those spheres, there's amazing magic. Okay. Could you give us a description? Nope, he just senses the magic. 
Not items or power or like raw power or curses. No, he, he can, he's having trouble sensing that. He's, okay. He, he tries as hard as he can for you, but uh, I just want to stroke his little blood runnel and tell him how, <laughs> how, how great I think he is. He's oh, doing he's, great. We're, he's we're so gonna pleased it. by that. We're going to make it buddy. You're the best. I am the best. How many of these spheres do we see? Oh my Correct. goodness. You see a good, good 40. Oh, I thought it was three spheres. No, yeah. no, they're 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 basketball. Well, they're a little bit bigger than basketball, actually. They are uh, they're three foot tall white spheres. Three foot tall, and do they float or do they stand on pedestals? No, they're just on they're just on the ground there. And there's forty of them. Yes. And, and in the center of it is magic. Yes. Isn't that always the way of it? Is there any magic that fever can detect coming from the spheres? Nope, none. Hmm. Are they will of the wisps? That's a good question, but no, will of the wisps always float in the air. Okay. Can we tell? Uh, can we tell any questions about their construction? Are yeah. they like luminescent? What are they actually made? Of? Are they? Yeah, that's cells? fair. No, they look. They look fibrous. It kind of looks like a fungus. Like a fungus, or even an egg. Yeah, no, kind of a, a fungus, pod, kind a of a fungus, like a spore. So there would yeah. be a, a furriness to it. Well, this could this could be our good friend Mr. Gas spore, which would be really really bad. Do they fill the center of the room, or do they wander around all over the room? They kind of wander around all over the place. Okay. All right, <clears throat> I would like to use my um, navigation non-weapon proficiency to see if I can see any trails that uh, people might have embarked to see if there are safe paths. Nope, you don't see any safe path. So before I climb the walls and the ceiling and let myself down in the center, uh-huh, uh-huh. can anyone levitate or do a disc thing or blah, blah, blah? I can levitate, but I do have a, another option for us. Um, sure, put it uh, forth. Taking, taking a look at the room, Jim, tell me a little bit about the room with Dragon Sight. What do I see? Well, okay, now the problem is, of course, you aren't in the room. I see. From the corridor, at the end of the corridor where we've transversed, what do I have a sense? Yeah, okay. You see about, uh, it looks to be about 50 yards wide, east mm -hmm. and west, yep. and 60 yards long, north and south. Okay. All right, can, then, I, um, can I take my mirror and turn around so my back is to the light and use my mirror to see if I see anything differently through the reflections. Oh, that's my... a very good idea, young man. Where'd you pick up that trick? Dwarfs know things. Ward, legendary player in DM. <laughs> he also might have watched Clash of the Titans once. <laughs> he might have, yes. So no, you don't see anything. You just see the spheres lying there ready to destroy you all. Okay. It worked in Medusa. Verna, um, could your crystal ball take a look at that magic in the center? We're, we're, we're going to do two things with that. Um, that's probably the first, but my second question is, do any of the spheres rise up or do they all sort of roll on the ground? They're not rolling. They're not moving. They're just <laughs> staying statically in the chamber. So this is the perfect time for Werdner to create Ariel's light bridge. And that will allow us to not only ascend uh, up to 10 feet, but we can cross the entire room above the spheres taking a look wherever we want above them. So that's what I think I'm going to do. Okay, very good. You form the bridge. 
I'm assuming you formed the bridge to the other exit. Uh, yes, I, okay. I think I'm going to use as the anchor points uh, the hallway here and the hallway there. And um, uh, looking, looking at it, uh, I will scream thunder and create the light bridge. Okay, so you got the bridge there. Are you Any of them moving? Nope, none of them. Okay. Wouldn't you say Lords of Light? Uh, <laughs> could, could do that one too. I, I actually <laughs> used that for another spell. So, but maybe I'll swap them. That's a good All right. idea. All right. Um, uh, so yeah, I'll we'll uh, ascend to the top of the light bridge and walk across near the center and take a look down. I can't tell you how sad that makes me. I know. It's important that we're here all week. Try the veal. Okay, so um, roll me a six-sided die there, Wurdna, my good friend. Uh, four. You see a, a little ivory hawk um, huh. sitting sitting between four of the large spheres. Um, uh, how, how little is little? Oh, about two inches, three inches. I'm going to clap my hands and raise it up. Walt, if you're talking, uh, you're muted. Mm -hmm. uh, and levitate it up, uh, and I'll uh, levitate it into our uh, ordinal of Horus. Okay, you got it. Walt, all you. Uh, so I'm just grabbing it? I don't know. Take a look at it uh, at, at point blank. All right. Uh, what do I detect? Anything? Uh, 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 it looks like a little any markings figurine. on it or anything? No, no writing. It's just a little figurine of a hawk. The sword oh. seems to detect and identify a little bit. What does it think? It's magical for sure. Okay. Spellcraft, tell me if this looks like the other figurines of Wondrous Power. We have now come across three. Yep, it looks just like a figurine of Wondrous Power. All right, we're gonna pocket it. Take it so, all. Someone gonna right. pop a level. I'll grab it. I'll hold on to it. We don't know who's gonna who's gonna grab it. I know, but it's still cool. Now, does it look like a hawk, the bird, uh, a hawk, man, or a hawk, uh, flying beast, or it, just? No, it looks it looks like a hawk sitting on a perch. It does. Okay, got it. All right. All right, and you doing anything else? Um, uh, with levitate. Uh, is there anything else down there that I can see that might be worth lifting up that's not a sphere of fungus or mold? <laughs> roll a six-sided six die. Tell me if you get a six. Uh, I got a five. Okay. Everybody else, roll a six-sided die. Tell me if you get a six. I got a four. I got a five. I got a two. Okay. Nothing. You don't spot anything. Get nothing in like it's falling. What does the sword? What does the sword say? There's still massive magic down there on the floor somewhere. What's Razor see? If he looks over my shoulder, he has the best view of all of us, especially considering he can see invisible. Five and six for him. Roger that. Big six. Okay, he says there is a small dragon figure down there among two of the other um, spheres. Um. I will levitate that up as well. Is you don't this... see it. You don't see it. Oh, I know. No. Um, hmm. <laughs> well, no, I can see through his eyes. Okay, but you can't, can't levitate through his eyes. No, but I can see. So once I see through where it is, I'll look with my own vision. Uh, okay, roll me. You got to roll a four, five, or six to see it. Four on the nose. Okay, doggone you guys. All right. <laughs> You're rolling real good today, boys. 
We're trying, boss. Okay, you can see that little dragon figure there. Call that up. Okay, you got it. It's floating up. It looks like another figurine of wondrous power. Perfect. We are fishing for dollars today, children. Uh, what is uh, what does the sword say? Any and more the sword magic? say there's one more down there somewhere. And, uh, uh, and now that it's it's kind of like can it can it triangulate a little bit now that the magic uh, is. Uh, it, it shows you it's off to the uh, east side of the bridge. Okay. You ever, you ever see that uh, game where they uh, you got the little claw and it comes down and it picks up the toy <laughs> and then drops it to the? Yeah. I spent a lot of time trying to find the old mechanical ones to buy just because I re recondition old arcade games for fun. <laughs> yeah, love those. In um, your spare time. Crazy. Um, uh, yeah. My dad used to take us to a Chuck E. Cheese where they had one, and he said that our college scholarship money was in there. Was in there. <laughs> Dark. I like, but it I like the Gary Con shirt, by the way. <laughs> yeah, oh. it's nice. I, I, I figured it was an appropriate theme based on hell, but I, I got the wrong guys. So we just, uh, we'll see how that shakes out. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll walk to the eastern edge of the bridge and with Dragon Sight, try and locate it. Okay, you need a five or a six. Uh, with a big six. Doggone, you guys. So we need to set cameras up so that people can watch our roles live. I know. Have to get so that so see, we could always... Okay. You see a little dragon. Another one. Uh, I'm sorry. You see a little tiger. Tiger. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'll, I'll hoist that up as well. Okay. You got three figurines of wondrous power. Okay. And right. Does anyone know the William Blake poem, Tiger, Tiger? <laughs> Burning bright in the forest of the night? Yes. Mm-hmm. Give Here yourself a once DM. <laughs> yeah. I had the, to the memorize that. that. Is particularly upsetting. Yes. Um, okay. Um, yeah, so we'll pocket them. Uh, I wouldn't mind holding on to the dragon. Who wants the tiger? If I get that tiger, I'm going to call him Captain Knife Hand. <laughs> the tiger shall be my mount and I will ride him into battle. <laughs> uh, let's just throw him in the bags and divvy him up at the end. All right. Yeah. So we'll, we'll bring him up. We'll look at him later. Okay, okay. That's, that's we're going to cross the bridge into uh, the other side. Okay, um, 400 experience points for word enough for the bridge. First use of the light bridge. All right. Um, uh, looking down this south corridor, where does it go? Yeah, it goes south for a while. Love that. Uh, shall we go south for a while? Okay. Yes, sir. Sounds fine to me. And um, Denovia, please roll two six-sided dice. And while he's doing that, we should mention that uh, our friend Felix the Swift, who's been on the last three streams, uh, just showed up and is saying, oh, my God, I can't believe I missed things. Dang. <laughs> you tell Felix he's not allowed to use Google this whole session. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a five and a four. I hope that's not bad. Uh, I hope that's not bad either. Felix, uh, use Google and get swag. There is uh, <laughs> bribery is real. Yeah, really. There's a bunch more of those uh, spheres in the corridor. Um, tell me how they look. Are they congregated or are they just scattered palm out? You can walk past them, but it's going to be. I'm going to make you roll a die for walking past them to see if you trip one up. Yeah, I don't think I want to walk past them. One moment, please. Okay, so do we have a new spell to try? We do. We do indeed. Um, Are they flammable? No, no. no. Flammable is bad. Dispel politician and it blows away gas bags. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
gun in these times, that'll be impressive. Um, how many are there that I can see, Jim? Four. Four. Um, and and they're three. These are the same three footers. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to hold up my hands, and uh, are they somewhat near each other? Yes. Area of effect is thirty, so I will say clear a cell and reduce them all to a, a single inch in height. Oh, that's irritating. As as, as are uh, blackheads, pimples, and blemishes. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> they, they, don't they don't even get a saving throw. They're all reduced to. There's four of them at, at an inch apiece. Okay. And clear a cell. We appreciate your sponsorship. If you want to go ahead and each give us a pack. It's not that we need it. We're all old geezers, but you know, certainly there's six, something. Six children, do. six children. Come on now. <laughs> there we go. Ready to dish it out as there's got to be some post-apocalyptic application for for clear cell. Maybe you can coat your bullets with it, and it it causes greater. I, I was thinking we could use it on the wheel of cheese to disguise your cool uh, white material. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great. Oh, that's cool. Get let's, some of that cover up going on. Let's continue on here. Uh, we'll we'll navigate down the hallway. Uh, okay, now wait, uh, Dron, Walt, do we do commercials in this podcast? We I'm sure not, do. Uh, I guess we can. Well, yeah, that's not a problem. Let's do one. Well, before we do that, yeah, hey, we have our what? first subscriber, Felix the Swift, has subscribed what? to the channel. The first one. He is the first one. Number you tell one. Felix. Felix you well tell met. Felix he still can't use Google. <laughs> Hey, thanks for the subscription. Uh, uh, thanks for the sub, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, and Felix, since you're the first subscriber ever, um, Galaxy's Edge hosts this podcast. It's a science fiction series. Uh, Jason Ansbach and I are the co-creators, and uh, we're going to send you a signed copy of the first book in the series. It's called um, Legionnaire. Oh, and nice. It's a great right book, on. by the way. Well yeah, done. it's a lot of fun. So um, if you could just somehow DM us your uh, shipping address, uh, Jason and I will get that out to you immediately. Yep, so if you hit me up, uh, go to uh, hazardstudio.net, and uh, um, uh, my email's right on the front. Click that, uh, send me a note, and uh, we'll get that going for you. And thank you, buddy. Yes, thank you very much. So now back to the ad. Uh, let's do a Galaxy Edge ad, please. I think I just did. Uh, Galaxy's Edge is the premier science fiction series. Um, the first season is read by the fantastic R.C. Bray, and it's uh, basically Star Wars with the serial numbers filed off or stormtroopers in Afghanistan. You will love it. You can get it on Amazon and Audible. I highly recommend the audiobooks. It's a lot of fun. Okay, very good. So now we're going south down a 10-yard wide corridor, and uh, we come into an area. The area is... Uh, uh, 30 yards by 30 yards with corridors going north, west, and southeast. Is there anything in this area? Nope, just dirt. Dirt. Uh, look up, down, and all around. Very good. Dirt. All right, I'd like to kneel and touch the soil and see if I can dig my fingers to the bedrock below. No, nope. you, you dig earth for like five inches. So we walked south, and we have uh, a western and a, um, a southeast passage. You have a northwest and southeast passage. Got it. Okay. Does uh, looking at how our map goes, do we think the northwest passage will connect up to our old room on the round robin? You're positive. Okay. 
does the sword detect any gems? No, that's a fair question. Let me look at number 11. If you just want to put one in the dirt that we could dig up, that's cool. <laughs> that would no, totally happen. I, I can't do that. Not everything Ooh, has that. to be a trap. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So now, Prometheus, would you roll two six-sided dice? No, would you roll one six-sided dice and give me the number, please? Three. A three. A nice, solid, middle-of-the-road three. That would be three nice. Is the casserole of, of numbers on a six-sided dice. Yeah, certainly. I'm going to have to do that. Hang on. Right with well, that, we're working. Right with that I like casserole, right? Hmm? What? Casserole, tuna fish casserole, what? Okay. No, <laughs> he, de he detects no gems. Okay. Does my superior dwarf hearing, since I'm lower to the ground, let me hear anything that the others might have yes, missed? Yes, yes. You hear a buzzing noise to the... Uh, 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 southeast. We hear noises to the south, lads. That's your Russian? <laughs> I don't know. It's the best <laughs> I can do. There's a reason I don't do voice acting. Just feel a little more soldier. There's there's noise buzzing to the southeast. <laughs> Stick some marbles in my mouth and I'll get on it. Yeah, there we go. For the Red October and Deshaun Connery. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> One thing uh, only, Mr. Vasily. Yeah, exactly. I know. Uh, let's let's head southeast. What, Verna? I I trod on your impression. Go. No, I'm. No, I want to hear it. I know this palsy acting stupid. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here we go southeast. We're going uh, ten yards, twenty yards, thirty yards. The corridor curves east, and then we come into another room. Is there anything in that room? I'm waiting. To, this should be very interesting. No, James. It could just be easy, and we get stuff and get to go home. Yes, right. A red teak wood box is in the middle of the path. There's uh, a box. These boxes. The box is like a cube one foot long by one foot wide by one foot tall. It appears to be made of quality varnished teak wood. There does it look like my box? Yes, it does. Did you bring that, by the way? Uh, no, remember I left it with a, a do not disturb note. Back okay. My, my new pad. All right, very good. So you see a box in the middle of the chamber. The chamber, uh, you're coming from the the southwest. There's an exit to the east and there's an exit to the north. And the chamber is roughly 40 yards east and west and 60 yards north and south. I look up, I look down, I look all around. Nope, just that red box in the middle of the room. And is the lid up or down? The lid's always closed on these red tick boxes to begin with. Okay. The last time we popped the lid, we got a free gem. Yeah. Um, time, we got a great sunstop with uh, a poison cloud. Yeah. Unfortunately yeah. for me, the dwarf hears buzzing from the box. I um, hear buzzing. Does the sword de detect gems and or magic? Uh, it's definitely a magic box, but he doesn't detect gems. Okay. And there's buzzing, like insect buzzing? Yep. Let's take a look invisibly with Dragon Sight. It looks like a red teak box. I say bypass the box. Okay, go north or east. Bird, you make the call. East. east. We go east. We go east. 
Okay. So, uh, 10, 20 yards, it turns, it turns northeast, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 yards, 100 yards, 110 yards. It turns due west. West 10, is the best. 10, 20 yards until you get to a number 12. Ooh, a number 12. That's always good. We'll get that with a lemon twist. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to do this. Where is it? There it is. You see many large holes in the floor. There, there are assorted adventure pieces of equipment all over the chamber. Uh, you note exits in the west and east walls. Well, if we're, if we're coming, uh, if we circled around and uh, turned west, we're coming from now the east, correct? Yes. Okay. So there's a there's an op, there's an opposite doorway. Yes. Yes. Okay. Got it. Does that match up distance wise with the north door in the sixty by forty room that we just came through? Nope. No. And you say there's assorted adventure gears surrounding the holes. Oh yeah, all over the chamber there's adventuring gear. There's there's plate mail helms, there's shields, there's swords, you see some cloaks, you see some uh, some clerical stuff. It's just uh, all assorted stuff. What is its obvious condition? Battered. So broken, crushed, torn. Chewed. Not a lot of crushed, yeah. just a lot of dented. A lot of dent, a lot of blunt damage. Yes. So the cloth items or whatever, they they might not be harmed at all. At all. Is there any magic that the sword detects in these items? Mm. In the middle of the room, the said the sword detects some type of magic. He he can't tell what it is. Okay. But there's holes. Yeah, big big round holes, about three feet across each one, and there's a good twenty of them. So it looks like the holes that the, the miter balls came from, our little fungus friends. Anything's possible. Well, let's think about this for a second. Using our experience as seasoned warriors of the fourth level, do we notice any obvious battle damage that might hint what kind of thing did them harm? You know, that's a great question, and the answer is no. Hmm. Yeah, you don't get you those have... answers to level five. Yeah, really. <laughs> you, you haven't gone in the room yet. If I take one of my marbles and I throw it in a hole, what happens? Well, throw it in and roll a six-sided die. I do. I roll a four. The marble vanishes. Vanishes or falls? Falls in the hole. Okay. Did I hear it thump? Nope. This is like medieval golf. <laughs> And it's a Scottish hole. Um, can we use our uh, my infrared vision as a as a mighty dwarf and see into the hole? Okay, you're not in the room yet. You want to walk in the room and look at a hole? Mm. The answer is not yet. Okay. We did promise Felix we would throw Chrome in. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just promised that we'd throw him, not necessarily in. In a okay. hole, yeah. <laughs> what are the walls and ceilings like? Okay, now that you're looking at the ceiling, you see a couple holes, but you also see mandibles sticking out of two of the holes. Um, 
Do they look uh, the the same three foot circular? The holes are all the same. Yep, width and and they're all circular. But and there's like eight or nine of them, but two of them have mandibles sticking out of them. From up top. Yep. It's like space to you want. What if I shoot a again? flaming arrow in there? You could try. That's ominous. Is that what you're doing? Does anybody object? No. No, that's fine. We can deep fry them if they start getting testy. I shoot a flaming arrow in there. Okay, it bounces off a mandible. It doesn't appear to do any damage, but the mandible um, goes out of sight. Run retreats. Okay. Is this a Remoraz? No. no. Remoraz's don't need to hide in holes. Yeah. Remoraz's sit out in the open and eat you. Right. <laughs> its swallow is, is basically one time in six it would eat us alive and after first after cooking us and then deep frying us. Yeah, yeah exactly. Carry on crawler? Uh, no. Those guys are uh, eight tentacled things. Okay. And they, and they tend to move uh, pretty quickly, aggressively. So our options are, this could be something like a roper. This could be uh, a cave fisher. There's a bunch of different types of critters that sit up there and get pissed off. Yeah. But so, it bounced off something magical, you said. No, or sir. No, I, hit, said, no, I said it, it bounced mandible. off yeah. a mandible. <clears throat> and there are several sets of mandibles up in the roof. Yes. Um, I'm invisible. Uh, let me check on my levitation duration. I'd be amazed if that was still active. You love me. Of course it is. One turn per level. So I've got over two hours of happy times. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dang those rules. I love those things. Um, so invisibly, I'm going to uh, take steps and levitate up, walk a step forward, levitate down, up, down, just sort of walk forward a bit. Okay. So let me ask you this. Are you using your special... Um, can't detect invisible spell. Uh, oh, am I going to cloak? Um, that's a good idea. I will um, uh, put my hands out and make a, a reverse F symbol and say, you didn't see anything here. Okay, very good. All right, so now, now you're cloaked so that I can't eat you with my mandibles. Um, I will move into the room uh, and look for what fever references interesting okay there's just tons of equipment all around the place so you know none of it looks any special to you okay yeah i tend not to care um in the center where fever set yeah in the center do i see anything of interest mm, roll me a six out of die you need a six three nope nada Um, um, I do not have detect magic. Well, I do have it on a scroll, but why waste it? Uh, does the cleric have it? Yeah, but he's forced, he's not even in the cave yet. <laughs> yeah, but if he detects from here and he's in radius, he can at least kind of point him towards it. Yes, he could. All right, I'm gonna pop some detect magic. Okay, so you, you see exactly where it is in the center of the of the place. Can you steer me? I start giving directions so that he can move to where he needs to be. Okay, so he stands He stands exactly by it uh, in the middle of the chamber. 
All right. So now all you have to do is roll a four, five, or six. We're done, and you'll see what it is. And while he's doing, also doing that, uh, I'm going to uh, arm a crossbow bolt and okay. uh, make sure that uh, make sure that I'm covering him. Okay. Three. No. No dice. Nope. Doesn't see it. Sorry. Uh, I'm you gonna give great I'm, directions. I'm gonna poke Razor and say, "Do you see what he's talking about?" And no. then I'll give him. Um, I'll, I'll give him a little dragon treat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Razor says, "Don't you see that horn in the middle of the chamber?" Ooh. All right, I'll levitate that up then. Why wouldn't you just pick it up? I don't know, because I wanted to. That's what I did. I picked it up. <laughs> okay. Uh, you have this very strange horn with uh, carvings of warriors up and down it. Looks to be quite valuable. Love that. Oh, my goodness. I just got tingles. <laughs> and well, you should, yes. There's a blazing light. It's so magical. Um, do I have a sense uh, with my spellcraft and ancient religion that this might be a Horn of Valhalla? You're pretty positive it's a Horn of Valhalla. Roger that. I'll sling it over my shoulder okay. and um, uh, slink back. All right. Well, there you are. Um, what route is open to us for now? We can we can go across, which will, will take us... Uh, past this stuff, or we can uh, circle back around and head to the north. If we go across, we have to fight the mandibles, though, right? Well, possibly. One option, uh, I have a couple options. I can try and smoke them uh, with range spells, or B, I could fly you guys across if you guys want to fly. Let's save our stuff in circle. All right. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to step back down and uh, stay invisible, and we'll circle back around toward the 60 by 40 room with the northern chamber, and now we should, I assume, see a west, uh, a northwest corridor that we initially came from. You do see a northwest corridor. Don't forget that lovely red teak box in the middle of the chamber. Oh, that's true. The box that says, drink me, eat me, I'm free. Yeah, we're yeah exactly. <laughs> First one's always gonna, free. Do you, want, do you want to stick it in your bag of holding? Uh, I think let's exercise just say no, or at least just say yo. Uh, now, having said that, think of what a fantastic trap it makes for the end. That's true. It is the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll walk over to it and uh, pick it up. Let's okay. To me. So roll a 20-sided die. If you roll a 19 or 20, you're very unhappy. Unhappy is bad. Is there an MR on this? Is it a magical effect? Uh, no. Okay. Seven. Okay, you pick it up. Uh, pack it and be done. Uh, this okay. one was red, you said? I'm sorry, what? This was a red teak box? Red teak box, yes. They're always red teak boxes. Uh -oh. it's, Jim, it's Jim Ward's amazing box of screw you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got a big expensive gem out of it once. Yeah. You like yeah. that? Once that. is enough. <laughs> yeah. And all the other bad stuff that came out of that box. I know. Poison gas, what? It's it's like let's, a slot machine. Let's navigate north. Okay, very good. So you uh, you get navigate northwest 10 yards, and then it turns due north 30 yards into a big open area that's 30 by 30. And scream with, boss level. With, with exits in the east, exits in the northeast and northwest. Oops, and the on. one you came from in the south. Uh, so south, northeast, and northwest. Was yes. there also north? 
Yes. So, uh, Dron, roll two six-sided dice. Give me a number. I uh, add them together. Yes. Well, I didn't know if you wanted them separate. No. Two and three, five. Five. Okay. So, up from under the earth, a huge beetle comes out of the dirt, and it looks at you guys, and it it's like clacking its mandibles. And it's just gigantic, and it really wants to eat our good friend, our good friend, uh, uh, Denovia. Oh, so I promised would, I could kill orcs. Yeah, I would okay. like to put two poison arrows into it. And that would be nice, but it's going first. <laughs> no. And, of course, I missed Denovia on a five. So we start with Denovia. All right, I shall swing. And I hit a 24 on my hit. So I'm going to assume that's a hit. And I get a 10 damage. My mighty wow. 10. That's with amazing. My, with my axe. Okay, and then we go to Drawn, the cleric. Uh, loose my crossbow bolt. Okay. Uh, and it skitters off its armor with a 3. Okay, and then I roll to see if you hit the dwarf. And you hit him in his back. Uh, How much damage does your crossbow do? Uh, hold on, one to f four plus one, I believe. But a flesh wound, sire. Yeah. Oh, two to five. Uh, four. Four points. Thank you very much. Sorry about that. My bad. <laughs> My bad. Did I do that? Oops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that takes us to Wordna. All right, I was uh, dog assist. Uh -huh. um, Wordna looks in alarm um, and says, uh, uh, near, 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 and fires four magic missiles at it. Okay, oh, four magic missiles, so I can't hit anybody but the beetle. So just give me total amount of death and destruction there, my friend. The beetle, the beetle says, hey, ho, what are you doing? That's, <laughs> that's crazy, dude. You that hurts. Ow. It's a hard day's night. Yeah. For, uh, for 13. 13 no marvelous got, no points. that beetle joke. No one did. I got I it. I got it. Here. That was a okay. great Ringo imitation. <laughs> no, it was not a great Ringo imitation. That takes us to Prometheus. Well, since I can't shoot my arrows without hitting the dwarf, right? Uh-uh. Shouldn't, shouldn't we be able to shoot over his head, though? You could shoot the arrows, <laughs> but, I, but if you miss the beetle, I have to roll to see if you hit the dwarf. Then what's the good of a, of a midge? Yeah, okay. Don't they give you, like, do not fire into melee when you're in the army? Yeah, mostly. <laughs> um, but they also teach us not to get into melee. Ah, yes. there we go. <laughs> yes, I shall, in, I shall engage with my blade. Okay. Yes. My it's, uh, is it, hang on just a second. my flame tongue in any way, shape, or form give me an advantage? What is it? No, it's a big oh, insect. It, it's normally it's plus an, one to flame. Armor class two. Yeah. We do have that. Is anyone wearing that uh, that uh, amulet of insects? Uh, the was... person who wears that is not present. Okay. Um, so I get plus two on this, and my Thaco is 14. Yes, and it's armor class two. Okay. Uh, I roll an 11, so I would declare that as a hit. Okay. And I roll a 15, and I would declare that as a hit. Okay. And, and you say that it's large. Yeah. So we're going to do seven damage. We're going to do 10 damage, 17 damage. And then we're going to catch it on fire. 
for a grand total of 16 more damage. Okay, the fire doesn't seem to do any damage at all. Okay, so just a good 17. Okay, it, it's uh, you've you've broken it in half. It's a dead beetle. As uh, the, uh, does the wizard want his guts for lunch? Um, mm, beetle actually, does. beetle. There's a little piece of a beetle that wouldn't be bad. So I'll I'll break off an antenna and uh, pack it. Does the sword detect any magic gems in its guts? Nope, none. Ooh, good question. But I gotta look at number nine. Nine. <laughs> look at that. He says uh, there's no gems around here, but there's some stupid weapons off to the uh, off to the northwest that you guys don't really need. Yeah, I don't want them because I've got you, buddy. I want to see what those weapons are. So might I use my excellent dwarven vision to see uh, what they might be? You just see a corridor. Did the sword hear that I told it that I didn't want any weapons? Yes, yes, it appreciated it very much. It pretty much loves you, too. That's some pretty good role-playing, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Ouch. Fishing for XP. Um, So in this stream, uh, Mark CMG is saying, um, much to my chagrin, uh, get him, Jim. Uh, And uh, (laughs) Felix the Swift uh, had asked earlier, uh, what did JR eat in order to, uh, um, you know, find himself in the condition that uh, Lance is in? Uh, And he wants to know who gets to carry the newspaper uh, to tell Lance no. <laughs> that's a that's because a, he's a dog. Yeah. Well, um, don't care. So Jim, you know, delving a little bit into the the Greyhawk homage Crimson Hawk past, which generally took place in 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 Greyhawk Gary's Greyhawk Castle, which you are you are now homaging as Crimson Hawk Castle and the two towers. Did the players that you adventured with did they ever because we've entered a new area did they ever go down into the cemetery of of Greyhawk, and what were some of those experiences? Absolutely, yeah, and and basically, we were crazy in those days, so we'd go in in the middle of the night because we wanted to fight the things that were coming out of the graveyard. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I know. So he he just he just kept upping the ante on what we found. We'd find zombies, then we'd find ghouls and gas, then we'd find haunts. Then we'd find ghosts. Ghosts were really bad. They did terrible things to me. And, and then we'd find vampires. And the vampire lair was the worst because there were lots of them. So we went, we went confidently down there. Hey, we can beat. We were like eighth and ninth level. Hey, we can beat these vampires up easy. And and they handed us our lunch. We lost. We lost levels. We lost hit points. We had we had to run several times. But eventually. We we got up to like eleventh level, everybody, and then we went down and we and we destroyed those horrible vampires. And would that be Dramage or Ren of the Blades? Who were, that was, who were that, running? That very good question. That was Dramage. Yeah, okay. no, Ren, Ren of the Blade unfortunately was was on the Starship Warden at that time, and very unhappy. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that is good. Okay, so here we are. There's an excellent memory, and now we are. Uh, uh, I guess heading off to towards the blades, the the weapons. The yeah, apparently weapons. you're heading northwest. Okay. So it's uh, 10, 20 yards, and then it turns north. And then it is 30, 40, 50, 60 yards. And then uh, is, 
Prometheus, are you the only elf? Uh, I believe so. Okay, roll a six-sided die. Tell me the number. Twenty-four. How about we just say? How about we just say six? When we actually rolled the two. Okay, nothing. Then you then you head west, ten yards, twenty yards to the number nine. To what? You got. He went twenty yards to another big chamber. Got it. The chamber is filled with swirling gases and smells of brimstone. You can't see through the fog. So you don't know anything about the chamber. What about infravision? Nope. And and the and the sword says Is this where it is? Yeah. The sword says there's a bunch of magical horrible useless magical weapons in the middle of the chamber. Maybe we could get them and sell them and buy you some gems. Oh, that's that sounds like a good idea, but you're not going to get very much for them. They're they're pitifully weak magical weapons. Where Every they, little bit helps. Where are they at? They're in the middle of the chamber. Okay. Do you detect anything else in there? Nope. Sorry. Okay. Thanks, buddy. You're doing great. Hey. All right. Thank you, pal. <laughs> you're my best friend, sword. So Ooh. how do we how do we get through all of the danger in order to get these weapons? Boy, I know that's a problem, isn't it? Maybe we could activate a figurine. Or we could toss a flaming torch in there and see if that clears the fog. Or we could follow Felix's advice and toss a flaming dwarf in there and see if that clears the fog. <laughs> that Felix is an evil little fellow. He wants to he? throw everybody. Just... <laughs> James, uh, Prometheus gets down on his belly. Yeah. I can see is, you now. Is the gas <laughs> at a certain level? No, the gas is all over that chamber. And it smells like sulfur. And brimstone. And brimstone. The brimstone is the important part. Are there any intelligent weapons in there? Well, that's a fair question. Well, the sword doesn't want to admit it, but there is. Well, who is this jerk? <laughs> exactly. The sword says... uh where is it here? It's a big war axe. It's pretty Ooh. much unwieldy to use, and you won't like it. And it doesn't do much at all. I should stand and sing the song of my people and call the war axe to me. Yeah, that's not happening. Well, I would say this. Oh, he says, and there's rubies in there. Rubies. They're really nice little rubies. Get the war axe to tell us what's going on in there, and we'll get. No, the... it doesn't work like that. Sorry, you got to pick up the war axe to make it work. Well, the sword can talk to the war axe. No, it can't. Dr Dream on, Cometheus. Aren't they in the same union or something? No, no, no. And and the sword doesn't like the war axe at all because it's a little bit jealous and a little bit afraid. Aha. Uh -huh. Ooh. Let's, this must uh... be good. Let's try a torch and see if uh, torch fire or actually uh, chrome wave uh, fever out there and see if that flame ignites any of the gas. I shall. Because his sword is flaming. Yeah, dun, it, dun, doesn't, dun. it doesn't ignite any of the gas. Weird and I really like your background right now. That's way cool. The logris. Um, 
All right, I will light my torch uh, that I brought because I forgot dwarves can see in the dark, and I will toss uh, it into I the chamber. Some, uh, uh, speaking of Verna's background, I once had some minimalist sushi in a restaurant that was decorated just like that. It was a very unsatisfying and unhappy experience. Uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway, the torch disappears from sight. All right. And then you hear a weird noise, and then you hear no noise at all. Tell me about the noise. What do it? What does it sound like? That's kind of like a little scream of pain. Hmm. Somebody tried to eat the torch. Somebody might have tried to eat the torch. All right, let's just do it. I'm walking in. You're walking in all by yourself. I, I will lead the way because we know how fearful Chrometheus can be. And okay. I attach a. Uh, I attach a. a uh, um, a, a rope to the uh, arrow sticking out of his back so we can pull him out if we need to. <laughs> okay, that sounds very good. All right, so the brave dwarf walks in and suddenly the brave dwarf is screaming in pain. <gasps> I know, it's terrible. And let's see how much damage I do to the first round. Okay, that's not too bad. Oh, that is too bad. <laughs> Okay, the dwarf takes 22 points of damage. Wow. I should shake it off. I work out at the gym every Sunday. We reel him back. Yeah, okay, you reel him back, and there's there's this great big octopus thing on his head, and you're down to three points there, dwarf. Might I take my healing potion? Yeah, you can't, <laughs> you can't, you can't do that because the octopus thing is stopping you from drinking as it is on your head. So we have to start with Prometheus. Um, Prometheus is going to hold his action. You're going to hold your action. Very good. Um, okay, so it's on. It's on his set. Well, what you see now is this great big brain with a beak, and the brain has um, a bunch of tentacles, and the tentacles are whipping hard at the dwarf, and uh, and denting his armor. Is it a brain beak? It, it, a brain beak. Well. I'm not familiar with brain beaks. That's right, Andrew. Very good. It is indeed a growl. So, um, we, then we go to John. Hey, Andrew, what's a growl? Material <laughs> supposed to be good for you. A growl is like a large floating creature with a big beak. They're pretty smart. Looks a little avian. Has these descending tentacles. Uh, they're very sharp, razor sharp, and they can uh, do damage just through paralyzation. Uh, I'm going to try and smack it with uh, Sacrifice, which is the new hammer that I picked up last time. Ooh, okay, and you know you might hurt your good friend, the dwarf. He's going to be hurt either way. <laughs> Better for me than the Grell. Okay, so roll them bones. He is an armor class. Uh, armor class five. All right, uh, let's see. But he's already wounded by the torturous images he's sucking from my brain. <laughs> no, I don't think it worked like that. Uh, about, his last, about his last time with a dwarven prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> In fantasy Tijuana. All right, so he's armor class five. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I hit him. Yeah, because uh, okay. the, the, the trick with this hammer is that uh, it's minus three. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, uh, yeah, I hit all the way to a uh, an armor class zero. So that's okay, very good. How much damage you doing? I am doing, a yeah, a lot. Um, that's seventeen. Wow. That takes us to word now. I reach forward, transmogrify, and uh, the image in my head will be um, about a, a one-inch butterfly. You're going to change it into a one-inch butterfly? Yep. No, yeah. I, I roll that one, buddy. Oh, I thought I have to make a hit roll. No, it's range. Got it. Okay. Okay. You you turn it into a little butterfly. <laughs> Out freaking standing. <laughs> it's my action now, right? Yeah, so, what are you going to do? Um, fever is good against avian creatures. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to make three attacks. Okay, now, before you do that, you remember Wordna talking about using these transformed creatures in other areas, and he would dispel the effect, and then the transformed creature would fight for you for a while. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I don't do that. Okay, very good. Bag it. All right, there's a little butterfly. And did you bag it? Yeah, I'm going to cork it and put it in my iron flask. Okay, very good. All right. Now might I take that healing potion? Yeah, you know, you need to really bad. You're, <laughs> you're in bad shape, buddy. Are Grell's pack hunters or just one? Uh, um, you don't no. know. You're they, pretty sure there's more than one, though. Yeah, they can come in groups. Um, and I will probably need someone to uh, run Wordna unless I try and transport him home alone. Well, how far yeah. we have to go. We probably would not do that. So we would just, uh, we would all pop with you out. So, Jim, how are we looking on time? I got as much time as you guys need. Got it. But and Andrew is. And I just gotta, wanted the battle axe. Yeah. Okay, Andrew. You uh, excuse me, Wardna. You know, there's only one way out of this hell. Do you remember what it was? You've only been married once. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yes. Um, so I'm going to um, um, uh, unpack uh, uh, Glimmer and uh, take a look through it and see if I can scry this hammer in question. What hammer? Oh. Um, I know what he wanted. Yeah, just a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm the best delivery service okay, so, so, yes. No, you didn't see the hammer, though. I don't think you can scry it. All right, so then I'm going to ESP uh, using the ability of the crystal ball and ESP in a chrome's head to look at it. Can I get an image of it? Mm, roll a six-sided die, and a four, five, or a six, you can. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot going on up there. I can see. <laughs> you got it. You got a number. Five. Okay, very good. Yeah, you see the hammer in his eye. I'll change my concentration to focus on it through the uh -huh. game and uh, 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 reach in and take it from wherever it is. Okay, you reach in, and and you know pain like you've never known before. I've already been wearing like that. I know. And you take 20 points of damage. That can't be good. And yeah, when you pull your hand back, it's got a big um, R branded on your wrist. Okay. Am I able to successfully pull back the... Uh... Nope. Now, uh, if he's doing a magical effect, can I try and resist that? It isn't a magical effect. It's a branding iron. Got it. Okay. That hurts too. 
Yeah. Is it the same R on my dead sage? Exact same R. Damn. Okay. All right. So, do you remember how to get out of this hell? Well, I thought that was it. No, do you remember what you had to read? Why don't we call that up again, my good friend, Andrew? Oh, do you want me to actually share it? Yeah, uh, share it again. Oh, it wants us to swear, actually. Swear on our soul. Yeah, you got to swear you're going to go get it. Okay. On your soul. That's an interesting thought. Weirdna Andrew started oh, you can't see it? sharing. Oh, I can't see it. You guys don't see the image? No. Hmm. Let me try it again here. You see the picture there? Yes. Robbins no. of my grave. I have appealed to my deity, Greg Greg. <laughs> answered my prayer. You are about to be sent to hell. You will not be released until you swear on your souls to return my hammer and never come here again. Enjoy your time in hell. There we go. Thank you very much for reading that, my good friend, Nick. My pleasure. So all you got to do is swear on your soul to return the hammer, and then you're out of this place. Well, we got that, or we got option B, which is a wish. What do you guys want to do? Ooh, a wish. Invention door won't get us out of here. So I think I can get out by wraith forming and then dimension dooring, but that would leave you guys in the lurch. And I don't think it'll work. Well, I looked up uh, Manual of the Planes, how planar travel works, and that uh, uh -huh. Wraith Form is one of the few spells that can be affected by the ethereal plane. Yeah, I understand that perfectly, but then again, you've been sent there by a god. That's true. But I remember Ray's answer, and when he asked if you're a god, you said yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I, with, with no other options, I think we so swear. Okay, you're swearing then. Hold yeah. on. Regularly. Let me. Can I see that again one more time? Of course you I'd can. I'd like to read the fine print. It wants to see if there's <laughs> fine print. Yeah. Okay, there it is, my good Robbers friend. Robbers of my grave. Well, there's we haven't only robbed one. it yet. There's only one robber here, and that's me. Uh huh. So he might let you be the only swear. That's true. You might be able to get us out of jail free. Yeah. I have appealed to my deity. Greg, 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 Greg. Uh -huh. Yeah, God knows what that is. And it has answered my prayer. Well, your honor, I'd like to draw a little attention to the pronouns there. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's all disturbing when you think of that. I, that's the first thing I was curious. You are, about to, you are about to be sent to hell, capital place, capital hell. Well, last time I checked, there's a few hells, right? Yeah, there's lots. Yeah, so... Obviously, this is an error. He claims to have one hell. Were we sent to all the hells or just the one hell? You don't know. You will not. You will not be released until you swear on your souls to return my hammer. Well, it's no longer your hammer. It's now in the possession of someone else. And well, I honor, believe he doesn't feel that way. <laughs> your honor, not possession, is identity of the law. Uh -uh. And you have to swear never to come here again. Enjoy your time in hell and how does he how does he sign it uh i can't see the signature oh. oh the paladin of the seven towers yeah yeah okay i didn't see that last time mm. hmm. 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 
enjoy your time in hell. Yeah. Never. You have to swear never to come here again. Is it null and void if we don't enjoy our time? <laughs> I, I was thinking it is like a major airline, so you never know what the enjoyment level is. I'm, I'm thinking he's he was sarcastic in that statement. Chrome, you might be able to get away with doing the swearing as the only one who is a robber. You will who, not be released. Who opened the door? Denovia. Yeah, and and who was standing right beside him? Me. And these guys. Yep, that's right. But they had not committed the act of robbery. I believe they've all they all had the holy light shine on their bodies. I would like to submit, dear uh, overlord, paladin of the Seven Towers, that we haven't robbed anything yet. We've merely trespassed. I, I don't think he believes you. I think you've gotten what he wanted to have happen. Robbers of my grave. I appealed to my deity, Greg Ray. So if I were to use my wish and I attacked Greg Ray, what would happen? You would die. Yeah, it would be bad. As in, I just wish that Greg Ray didn't exist. Well, we can't, so we can't, can't affect the deity. The things we can do, we, so since we got to get out, if you guys are coming with me, um, we can so swear and then use the wish to try and alter reality, which is complicated at best. But, but killing a god, uh, attacking a deity, not easy. We could make decisions to uh, alter that you have the hammer. We could make the decision to try and wish the hammer away from our good friend R and do a little uh, rock and a little damage on him. I mean, there's lots of opportunities. Um, what if I just wished us back to Gre Crimson Hawk? Well, yeah, we can definitely do that as well. Nice catch, by the way. And what is our Twitch buddy saying? How does Felix want to answer this problem? <laughs> um, uh, they're, they're going back and forth and saying stuff like, uh, what do you want to fight, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> and Mark CMG is saying, you know, um, you jinx yourself by bringing a PC to a gym game. Uh, <laughs> it will be fun and it will be exciting, but it won't be something you will likely survive. There we go. Here's what I would say, Verna, running this wish by you. I wish that this party were safe and sound back at the Red Dragon Inn in Crimson Hawk with all our loot and gear unharmed and completely healthy. Yeah, that would go over badly. How? That's a, so the nature of the wish is, is that's a long conversation, but you, there are time elements, there are true name elements, there are location elements, there are forward and backward action elements to what you just said. So that's six variables that Jim has to work with. Variables are bad. <laughs> you don't want to have any variables more than a single. So, for example, if I was going to do this wish and do it in a hurry-up fashion, which we absolutely don't want to do, um, the wish I would probably make would be one of either A, not stepping through the crypt door, or B, uh, uh, not turning over that hammer initially. Those are the two things that would be the strongest realities that could be singularly influenced without the party being impacted. But for me... How are you supposed to return the hammer if you can't come here again? You, you, would, you would basically be wishing that you had never um, uh, picked up the hammer 
and that part of the reality would change. But I don't know the history, the backstory of what you did when you did yeah, it. Yeah, then, but then the Thieves Guild would be really mad at him and probably send assassins every day. Right. Oh, this is the hammer he took the first time. Okay, I thought it was the hammer that was in there with the... Yeah. Okay. No, this is, the, this is a quest the Thieves Guild gave him because he asked. So there's a whole host of variables involved. Um, so, um, yes, I understand. Um, <laughs> so, all you have to do is swear to return the hammer. That's all you have to do. Is there a way out of here at all? Well, now, what, do you think Evil yeah. Jim Ward would never make a way out of this place? Yeah, so there's probably ways. So we can do a couple of things. We can we can swear. We can continue exploring. You guys can take me. We can make this a part one and have a part two next week. I mean, there's options. It's just you guys have to make decisions because I've unfortunately run out of time. We've gotten yeah, we've gotten some nice stuff. Why would we uh, want to? Yeah, it's it's great. If you guys are up for another vendor, we can do that Sunday through uh, Wednesday night before we go live in front of GaryCon on Friday. What does the party say? Sounds good to me. Yeah, I'm down for a part two. I'm down for a part two, too. All right. So you're uh, you're sitting in the middle of this chamber, and we're going to go to a part two. There, Jim. We outfoxed you. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, very good. All right, Andrew. See you later. Jim, thank you. That was wonderful. Everybody yeah, yeah. on Twitch, we oh, hope great. you absolutely enjoyed yourselves. I see that I have screwed us all once again. Thank you, thank you, Felix, for signing up as a signature or whatever you are. Oh, a subscriber? Yeah, Felix was our first subscriber. He got a cool uh, number one. It's a big first tag uh, saying that he's a subscriber. So uh, rock on, man. Thanks for the sub. Super. And thanks for everybody coming out. And uh, uh, wish us well in hell.